All right, welcome to the Peep Show. I'm your host, Johnny Hazoff. I'm here with my boys, Jordan Nikita, Kyle Banaszewski. We got a thin crew tonight, guys. I don't know where everyone's at. This is week 11 of the Peep Show, your NFL pick podcast for Johnny Radio. What's up, boys? What's up? Hey, how you doing, Johnson? It's oh, funny. You- <laughs> Johnson, real quick, it's funny. Rattail Freiburg and Brad want to talk all this stuff in the chat, and then they can't even come on to defend themselves. <laughs> Even though you know they're like, save it for the pod. You know what? <laughs> this is exactly what they deserve. And uh, Kyle, you just want to brief the everyone in of what Brad did to you last night on the group <laughs> chat? Was it last night or was it, uh, what, was it Monday uh, night? Whatever, one of those nights. <laughs> yeah, so I essentially uh, was congratulating the commanders and called Heineke smart for going down <laughs> at the end of the game and taking that penalty because the Eagles are idiots and just shouldn't have touched them at all. And Brad uh, called that the softest call in NFL history and then booted me for the chat for about six or seven hours. And then I yep. guess drunkenly at 4 a.m. took me out of the penalty box. <laughs> I was going to ask. I saw he did that at 4 a.m. He was definitely drunk, right, when he did that? Oh, it, he had to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, that game was absolutely insane. And it's even better when that happens to Phillies fans because they're pissed off at losing that game. And maybe rightfully so because there were some garbage calls. But it's just so funny to watch Philly fans get so frustrated with a loss like that. It, it happens, man. You're not going to be perfect. Like You might as well take this loss now. Just live and deal with it. It's the NFL. Anything could happen week to week. But that's just very comical and very fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a regular season game. If anything, get the loss out of the way now. And it's not, not and it's not like you and it's not like you're losing mm-hmm. to some scrub. You're losing to Tyler Heineke. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Hey, I actually like Heineke. I think he should be starting. <laughs> they should not put Carson Wentz back in when he's healthy. They, they should absolutely not. Carson Wentz should just be relegated from the league. I think <laughs> the commanders with Heineke in a good position. I know that division is tough as hell and we'll talk about it, but I don't know. Maybe they could uh, sneak into that seventh seed down the line. We'll uh, keep an eye on the commanders moving forward. But this is week 11 of the Peep Show. We only got three of us on the panel today. So we're just going to go over the standings from last week, go over the overall standings. We'll make our picks. We'll say our good graces, and then we'll be out of your way. We'll make this a quick show. Uh, Next week, we obviously have Thanksgiving, so we'll probably record on Tuesday, and we'll have a Wednesday release for the week. Uh, for the game's Thanksgiving weekend. All right, so let's just go into the overall standings. Uh, the Week 10 results from last week, a lot of us had a really good week last week um, or a middle-of-the-road week at the very least, but uh, we'll just start off at the top here. Kyle, Jordan, Tommy, TJ all went 4-1. and one. Uh, Myself and Freiburg went 3-2. and two. Nick and Tyson and Brad at the bottom of the group went two and three. So no one in four weeks, no zero in five weeks, just a really overall solid, um, overall solid results from the group. So I'm glad to see that. Uh, now we'll just talk about the overall standings real quick. Brad hasn't had a winning week in a while, but he is now tied with TJ at 29 and 21 overall tied for first place. Cal, you are a game behind with Nick at 28 and 22. Tommy's two games behind them at 26 and 24. Uh, Jordan, you're sitting at sweet 525 and 25. Tyson is also at 25 and 25. Uh, then we'll get to the bottom here. I am at 21 and 29, four games behind you guys, 
um, at the 500 mark. And then Freiburg, two games behind me at 19 and 31. He is the last member of the group to not crack 20 wins and the first one to crack 30 losses. So not even here to defend himself again, Christian Freiburg. Uh, what do you guys think about those results? I think it's pretty clear we're starting to get it together here in week 11 of the season, and hopefully we can con- continue that momentum moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think we all just kind of carried last season's thoughts, uh, and that's part of the reason some of us were sitting at the bottom and, and you know, kind of took us a while to get back to 500. Um, we're close to it. So, uh, But now that we're in week 11, I think we're, we got a pretty good familiarity with who's these, who these teams are. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this, even, uh, this season still has kind of been a little crazy and, and hectic, but to Jordan, your point, you know, there's some teams that we had high hopes for going into the season, and I think some of us might have tried to, you know, ride with them a, a little longer than we probably should have. But, you know, 11 weeks in now, starting to be settled in and familiar with how these teams play. And I think, Johnson, you alluded to it earlier, kind of just picking teams who we think are just going to win is starting to bode well for some of us, uh, especially with some of these lines. So, uh, you know, let's hope we could all continue to do well uh, moving forward here. And it would be something if all of us finished at 500 or better. That'd be a pretty big success, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we say this every year. The NFL, it's really hard to pick, and it seems to get harder every season. And I think the move is moving forward is to just pick the teams that we think are better. We're already at week 11. We know teams that are good. We know teams that are not. And we know those middle-of-the-road teams that aren't reliable to cover. We just know the teams that we think are going to win and are actually just better teams on the football field. And that's a huge strategy moving forward with a lot of these lines uh, that we're looking at. So let's just get right into the picks. Brad is not hosting, and he's not going to go first because he's always a selfish bastard and, again, not even here to defend himself. So I'm going to pass it to Jordan. You're going to lead off here, man. Go ahead. Uh, well, thank you, Johnston. Um, this week I, I've got a bold strategy um, and maybe a bit defensive and maybe I'm going to regret this, but um, there's five games that are minus three and a half, and I'm actually going to take – the plus side of them, um, so picking the underdogs in all five, and just the statistics play here. I love this. I absolutely um, love this because I I know hey I, I'm not gonna get all these, but I'll get two or three of them. Um, <laughs> and at least that'll keep me like on track to to maintain the 500, you know. Um, so to start, I have Detroit covering because they do like to lose by a field goal, um, and that's so Detroit plus three and a half against the Giants. I have the Jets plus three and a half against New England. I have Houston plus three and a half against Washington. Chicago plus three and a half against Atlanta. And I guess I have to make my um, my lock of the week here, the Rams plus three and a half against the Saints. And again, purely a statistics play, uh, but I do like some of these underdogs here. Uh, you know, I think Detroit can put up a good game, put up a fight against the Giants and lose by a field goal. Um, I think the Jets are as good as New England, if not better. They can win that game. Um, (coughs) Chicago, having lost last week, I think they won a bounce-back game um, versus Atlanta. Uh, And then the Rams, you never know what the Rams, um, you know, I'm not high on them, but, you know, again, purely statistics play, so. 
I love that you're looking into the data into this and the probabilities. <laughs> and we did prelude to earlier. It's a little bit of a defensive strategy. Uh, that's a little bit questionable in week 11 of the season, but I admire it. I like the approach. I mean, I took an approach a couple weeks ago where I faded Brad and got my ass kicked. So, I mean, it really can't be worse than that. If you had to pick one of these games to be your lock, uh, the one you like the best, what are you looking at? So, I like the Rams, um, and I know they don't have Cooper Cup. Uh, so I, I, I do have a feeling they're, they're going to lose this game. Um, but even without Cooper Cup, I think they're going to put up a fight against the Saints um, and, you know, make it a close game. So that's, that's going to be the lock. I'm sticking with that one, even if I change all the other picks. I think, I'm, I think I'll be good to, to keep the Rams. And the Saints were also absolute dog shit. I mean, they got their ass whooped by the Steelers last mm-hmm. week. I mean, that franchise literally, I think, just needs to get rid of everyone in that quarterback room and just completely start over. They have good pieces on the offense with Olave and the defense, but that quarterback situation is just an absolute mess. And I just heard that Andy Dalton will be starting next week, and he's someone that needs to just go away. Yeah. So with with that being said, I love the strategy, Jordan. Uh, uh, Kyle, what are you looking at, man? What do you got? Uh, yeah, so again, just off first initial gut feeling on some of these, uh, I'm actually going to go opposite of Jordan on, I think, two picks. Yeah, two picks. So starting off, I'm going to take the Giants at home, minus three and a half. Um, again, what can I say? They're probably the surprise team of the league this year. Uh, you know, they're sitting at seven and two. Daniel Jones. I think I just read a statistic that he has not thrown an interception in like five or six straight games. And he's only second to Tom Brady throwing interceptions on only 0.8% of his passes, which is pretty insane. I think Brady's like 0.5. Daniel Jones is 0.8. So he's cleaned up his turnover problem. And when they don't turn the ball over, they look really good. Uh, Defense is playing good. They've been getting Saquon going a little bit. Um, and, yeah, I really just don't like Detroit going on the road, I think, two games in a row. I think last week they went on the road to Chicago. They actually went won that game, but I don't like Jared Goff on the road two weeks in a row to cover. Uh, so give me the Giants at home. Uh, next pick, I'm going to take New England at home. Uh, as you guys know, I try to stay away from the Patriots. Uh, but, again, I like this number playing in Foxborough. Uh, the Patriots looked really strong against the Jets uh, a few weeks ago when they played. Absolutely demolished them. Uh, you know, Belichick has a thing, uh, you know, for young quarterbacks. Zach Wilson will be playing. And although I, I like some of uh, the Jets' pieces and, and how that team is looking, uh, I, I think the Patriots are going to be too much for them. I, I think they're starting to hit their stride a little bit. Uh, Mac Jones has looked a little iffy since coming back from that injury, but Again, I think the defense is going to force one or two turnovers. That is going to be the difference in the game. Uh, so, yeah, I like them at home, minus three and a half. Uh, this next one I'm actually going to be agreeing with Jordan on. Really like the Bears, plus three and a half on the road. Um, again, Atlanta has been everyone's sweetheart, playing everyone tough and you know covering the spread. I don't know what their number is now, uh, but they started off the season 6 or 7-0 and against the spread. Um, but Chicago's offense is humming. And again, this is more of a a numbers play for me. Um, even if they don't win, I I like that hook to try to save me. Uh, Justin Fields has been pretty much unstoppable the last couple weeks. Granted, they haven't been winning their, their defense has kind of been letting them down, but 
Um, again, another statistic I saw recently was first team in NFL history to score 29 or 30 points three games in a row and like lose all of them, <laughs> which is just insane. But that offense is is playing pretty well right now. Um, so I like them to, to put up a lot of points. And uh, again, I like that number at three and a half. Uh, next one, kind of surprised by this line. So kind of just going to take them. It's really just a pick them game, but Minnesota at home getting a point and a half. Um, I know they're coming off a really dramatic win up in Buffalo and Dallas is coming off of a deflating loss, um, against the Packers, but I don't know. Again, I've been saying it for weeks. I said it before the season started. I really like Minnesota. I picked them to win the NFC North. I picked them to be over their win total. I picked them to either win or, you know, be a high seed in the NFC going into the playoffs. And pretty much all that is coming to uh, fruition. Uh, they're sitting at eight and one right now. Um, and at, at the moment, I just trust them in close games over, over Dallas. I mean, again, all the games that Minnesota ha has won, I mean, you can't really pick out one and say it's been like the most impressive thing you've ever seen, but they can win ugly, which at the end of the day, that's kind of all that matters, especially if you're getting points. Um, and yeah, Dak, again, just a couple bad interceptions last game. The defense just giving up like 14 points in the fourth quarter. It's, I don't know, it just was not impressive. And uh, Mike McCarthy is is terrible in game management situations. Uh, you know, not taking that field, not going for that field goal, went for it on fourth down. I, again, this team is supposed to have such an amazing defense and to, to, you know, not trust them in that moment, even if you don't make that field goal, it's just, I don't know, it's bonkers to me. So yeah, give me, give me Minnesota at home plus one and a half. And then, yeah, for now, lock of the week, probably going to take Cincinnati minus four and four and a half going on the road into Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, again, I, I don't know. It's really just, Looking at the rest of these games, I, I don't feel confident in really any of them, and that's kind of why I'm, I'm taking this one. Um, like Baltimore, Carolina, plus 12 and a half, that's just too much. You know, Buffalo and Cleveland, supposed to be a snowstorm up there, so who knows what that's going to bring. Um, you know, Denver, Vegas. Johnson, don't kick me off the pod for bringing this up. You're done. <laughs> well, then it's just be you. I knew it was going to come up eventually. It's cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, those two franchises are just not good right now. And yeah, just, I just don't like the other line. So, you know, Cincinnati, uh, if they play to, to their uh, best of their ability and they can get Joe Mixon running downhill and, and open up some of the passing game with the deep digs with, uh, you know, Boyd and, and Higgins, I think they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, and, you know, Pittsburgh's still trying to figure it out. Granted, they had a, a you know pretty decent win against the Saints, um, was it last week? Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Again, that number, like I could easily see them going in there and winning a 27-20 ball game. So, for <coughs> now, give me, give me the Cincinnati Bengals going on the road mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh, minus four and a half, lock of the week. So, I, I really like your, your Minnesota pick. Um yeah, you're right. I mean, they're, they're riding high. They won a close game versus the Bills. Um, and I think these defenses match up very well, you know, with each other. So, the, you know, could basically say they're, they're about equal uh, on the defensive side of the ball. 
but on offense, I think Minnesota has much more value. You know, with with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, they have a good number two wide receiver there. Uh, they have Dalvin Cook. Uh, yeah. So you know, they they yeah, and that Hawkinson. You know, with them getting him. Um, <coughs> so I really like that pick, um, but I don't like your Cincy pick. I think the Steelers are going to win this one. I think. Cincy without Jamar Chase, they're one and one, right? And I think they really need to play a bad team. Uh, and I don't think the Steelers are a bad team. You know, I think they're they're middle of the road, sure. Uh, but with TJ Watt coming back, that defense is is starting to look better. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't really like that one. I can foresee you flipping off that one by Sunday, but um, that's kind of my take there. Yeah, like I said, they've been they've been hit and miss. Um... But I do think that they can get the run game going. Uh, I think when they played the Panthers, again, granted, Panthers aren't good, but um, they put up like 42 points, mixing that five touchdowns. Um, so I guess we'll see. But to your point, that first game without Chase, um, I believe they played the, the Browns, and it was just ugly. I think I actually had them in that game, too, to cover, and they lost outright like bad. So, yeah, I mean, it, it might be switched. Um I do kind of like the bill, like, I don't know, with the snow, it's eight and a half. I like them at home, try to get a comeback or, a, you know, redeem themselves after yeah. that loss against they the, need the shitty Browns. But again, if it's going to have three feet of snow on the ground and the Browns are able to run the ball and the bills really can't throw it, like, I don't know. It's just a lot of points. So we'll see. Again, it's only Wednesday, but those are the five for now. Yeah, apparently Buffalo is going to get six feet of snow Friday and Saturday. That's the only reason why I didn't want to touch that game. Um, the Steelers, uh, Bengals, I think also is going to be an ultimate uniform matchup. The Bengals are going to be wearing the all white, why the white Bengal uniforms. The Steelers have their their alts uh, with the black and gold. So that's going to be awesome to see on TV. I I think the Steelers are. I just want to avoid touching them at this point. But if they, if Pickett finally starts getting it together, and then they can finally establish some sort of a run game. Um, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. Um, but that's just a game I like to avoid. But I like your picks, Kyle. Um, I was a little bit concerned there because the first three games were all aligned with. So I love the Giants, minus three and a half at home against Detroit. Uh, this Giants team is starting to remind me a little bit of that 2000 Giants team where they had Kerry Collins, a quarterback, who was just um, not exceptional in any regard, but he was very competent. Obviously, they had a really solid defense, but their their defense this year is by no means uh, not great. I think they're very solid. I think we got to start believing in the Giants here. I'm not worried about this hook at all. I think the Giants are going to handle Detroit easily at home. Give me, I'm going to lay the points here. Giants minus three and a half in the Meadowlands. I also love New England in this spot minus three and a half against the Jets. I think Zach Wilson is just going to have a bad game. I think the Jets are going to be off. I think I don't. I still don't believe in the quarterback situation that's going on in New England. But I love them. I love Bill Belichick in the spot at home against the Jets, and I think they're going to have a really great game. I think they could easily win this game by ten. I'm going to take New England minus three and a half, and then Chicago has got to start winning one of these games. <laughs> that offense is fantastic, and who would have ever thought that we'd be saying this about a Chicago Bears offense? Um, a couple weeks ago, we would be we would be looking at this game and loving Atlanta, but I absolutely love Chicago here. If they're getting points, they're getting three and a half. I don't care if Atlanta's at home. Atlanta's not any good this year. Chicago's going to easily win this game. They're going to win convincingly. They're going to win in high-flying fashion. If they're getting points, 
by God, you got to go with Chicago here. I'm still not a Justin Fields fan. Y'all know that, but I, I love what Chicago's doing um, on, the, on, on the offensive side of the ball. So give me Chicago plus three and a half. This is the one where we differ on. I initially had Minnesota plus one and a half at home against Dallas. I think Dallas, I, I agree. Mike McCarthy is a horrible game manager. The what we saw last week against the Packers with Dak is we like we saw that Dak is just not capable of winning a Super Bowl. And it's hard to judge it's hard to make that call on just one game, but he's just not good in those big pressure situations. The Cowboys as a franchise haven't been that great in the past couple of decades with winning any sort of relevant matter meaningful games. But I do like them in this spot. They should have won at Green Bay. I think they're gonna rebound here and they're gonna win at Minnesota. It's gonna be a close game. Um, you know, even though Dallas <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dallas is favored in this game, which shouldn't be the case. The, the Vikings are still being disrespected, but I think the Dallas defense is going to do a good enough job in order to keep Minnesota at bay on the offensive side of the football. It'll probably be a shootout, but they're going to do enough towards the end here, and um, it's going to be close, um, which worries me because I don't think Dak has it in him to, to mount any sort of comeback. But – Against all odds, I'm just going to take Dallas in this game. So give me Dallas minus one and a half and essentially a pick them. And then my lock of the week, we saw how atrocious was Philly against uh, Washington. And I say atrocious, but they should have easily um, destroyed the commanders at home. I love Philly here. It's minus six and a half on the road in Indianapolis. Let's just all give a quick round of applause to Jeff Saturday for winning his first <laughs> NFL game as a head coach. Uh I mean, that's just more a detriment on the Raiders organization. We're not going to talk about the Raiders Broncos. I promised everyone that because that's just <laughs> that's just god awful radio. But um, I love Philly here because the because the line is six and a half and not seven and a half. I absolutely love Philly here to rebound and win by a touchdown. I think they could easily win by two touchdowns. So my lock of the week is Philadelphia minus six and a half on the road in Indianapolis. So, Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I um, I'm kind of scared for the Eagles to cover. Not they're, they're obviously going to win, but <clears throat> I mean, I think Washington proved the way to beat Philly is on the ground. Run the ball. And what did Indy just relearn how to do? Run <laughs> the ball. So, so I'm I'm a little worried about that one, and I, I think the Colts may prove a little bit more formidable than we think. Um, but otherwise, you know, I, I don't I don't hate your picks. Uh, I just think this I is a perfect rebound spot for Philadelphia. And if they could just fix those little bit of gaps I had on defense, I think they could remediate that whole situation and then just cleanly win this game. So that's why I like it just by a touchdown. But it wouldn't mm-hmm. surprise me if they actually won by two plus. Yeah, yeah I think I think Philly lost their um, their D tackle, if I'm not mistaken. Fletcher Cox? I don't know. I heard someone talking about it uh, this past week, so could be wrong about that. But I'm pretty sure they lost someone on the defensive line that is uh, exposing their their run defense here. So hopefully, for their sake, he's back. If not, I, I do think that Colts could uh, hold the time of possession in their favor, which is not going to bode well for the Eagles. That time of possession on Monday, by the way, was insane. Did you guys see that? Yeah, it was, it was like, crazy in the first half, especially. Yeah, ridiculous. So it's hard to win a ball game when you don't have the ball. So uh, I guess we'll see. I believe in I believe enough in the Philly in the Eagles' offense to to take control of that. And 
Jeff Saturday can't go two and out to start out. It's not going <laughs> to happen. So that's what we're leaning on. All right, those are our picks for Week 11 of the 2022 NFL season. Please go follow the Peep Show Pod on Instagram and Twitter at the Peep Show Pod. Subscribe to Johnny Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music, where you can listen to all of our new episodes of the Peep Show that are released every Thursday during the NFL season. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we will release next week's episode likely on Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, subscribe to Johnny Hazoff on YouTube, youtube.com backslash at Johnny Hazoff to watch full video episodes of The Peep Show. All social media and audio and video links can be found in the show notes. Boys, any last comments before we sign off here? Best of luck. Yeah, hopefully uh, next week Brad Frapper can join us. Hey, feeling good, like I should When in Durbo, walk around the neighborhood Feeling blessed, never stressed Got that sunshine on my Sunday best Hey, every day can be a better day despite the challenge All you gotta do is leave it better than you found it It's gonna get difficult to stand but hold your balance I just say whatever cause there is no way you're it. Everyone falls down sometimes But you just gotta know it'll all be fine It's okay Give your feet some gravity to get you grounded Keep good things inside your ears just like the waves and sound it And just say whatever cause there is no way you're grounded Everyone falls down sometimes But you just gotta know it'll all be fine It's okay Sunshine